Hey, coaches, how's it going? You're tuning in to Keep Your Pads Down, a podcast for the men in the trenches. And this is episode number 63. Thank you for giving us a listen today. We have a great show lined up for you today, and really the first of its kind since this podcast began. First of all, uh, I'm honored to be joined today by Princeton High School defensive coordinator Ty Gower, a mainstay on the Glazier Clinic circuit. You've probably heard him or seen him speak if you've been at uh, Glazier Clinics over the last few years. He has a really sharp mind and 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 also a really sweet first name as well, if I do say so myself. Anyway, for the first time on KYPD, we have video to go with our audio. Uh, Coach Gower and I sat down and, and had a Zoom meeting this week, and, and we recorded it, and that's what makes up this podcast. So if you're able to, I would recommend that you watch the video of our conversation today because Ty is going to be breaking down the Panthers' Oki front which features two four eyes and a head-up nose. And he walks us through how they are coaching up that front and shows a ton of film cut-ups of both the good and the bad of his guys executing their scheme and what they're looking for as coaches out of their D-line. And, and really also discusses why the 3-4, how they, why they went to that defense. He's a former 4-3 guy. So if you're wanting to watch the video of today's conversation, you can find that link in the show notes of this episode. Or you can check out our Twitter feed for the link. Uh, we can be found on Twitter at KYPD Podcast. Uh, the video is on YouTube and is the first video on our brand new KYPD YouTube channel. But it won't be the last. I'll be putting up more and more stuff there as time goes on. So in addition to subscribing to this podcast, go ahead and subscribe to, your, to our YouTube channel for more resources pertaining to D-line play that will be coming at you soon. Now, maybe you're driving right now or working out or just in a situation where you really can't watch the video. It's all good. You'll still get plenty out of our episode today. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get to today's episode. And, and first, let me tell you a little bit about Coach Gower, and then we'll dive right into our conversation today. Coach Gower is originally from Conowa, Oklahoma, and graduated from Ada High School there in Oklahoma before attending East Central University in Ada, where Coach played football for the Tigers. Coach Gower began his coaching career as a graduate assistant at Division II Henderson State University in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. And from there, he moved on to Broken Arrow High School, where he coached a secondary from 2012 through 2013. From there, Coach got his first coordinator job at Tuttle High School in 2014 before heading to Westmore High School in 2015 as their defense coordinator. And then in 2016, Coach Gower landed at Norman North High School as the Timberwolves defensive coordinator from 2016 to 2018. Where they finished a state finalist in 2016, an Elite Eight finished in 2017 in Class 6A, which is Oklahoma's highest classification. Currently, Coach Gower serves as the defensive coordinator and head track coach at Princeton High School in Princeton, Texas where he just finished up his first season with the Panthers. As I mentioned already, today Coach Gower and I are talking about Princeton's tight front. We also get into his life as a coach's kid, talk a little bit about his 3-4 defense as a whole. And So, hey, grab you something to write with and something to write on and be ready to take some notes because there is a ton of great content for you in this episode. So let's get to it. Here is Coach Ty Gower on episode number 63 of KYPD. Uh, let's start first. What we usually do is just talking about background. So just talk about your background with football. I know that you were born with a football in your hand and your dad and uncle are coaches and uh, that's always been in your blood. So just talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm a, you know, it, it goes back further than that. Um, on, on, my, on my mom's side, I'm a fourth generation educator. On my dad's side, I'm a third, third generation educator. Um, but you know, my dad, um, Andy, I'm a coach kid. Um, and and would 
wouldn't trade the world for it. You know, I, I, I thought I was the coolest kid in fourth grade wearing, wearing the same stuff the high school team wearing. You know, yeah. so yeah. Um, something special about, about being a coach kid. Yeah. Um, and, you know, going to clinics with dad when I was 10, 12, 14 years old, you know, and, and I remember going to the All-State game with him and riding, you know, riding the yellow dog with him and being yeah. the ball boy on the sidelines. And yeah, um, I could get this whole podcast can be devoted on a, being a coach kid. Yeah. Um, but being a coach kid is, it's a good, it's a, it's a positive and negative. The positive, everybody knows who the negative is. Everybody knows. Yeah. Um, um, but I originally, I was born in Reds, Oklahoma. I grew up in, in, a, in a small town of a thousand people, Conwell, Oklahoma, and you, I mean, you got to be going there. It's a class A school, really in the middle of nowhere. Uh, went, went to elementary school there. Um, moved to a place called Ada, Ada, Oklahoma. I'm familiar with, with Ada High School football, pretty pretty elite, you know, 19 state championships. Now, I didn't win one, but, um, you know, played in semis twice as, as a freshman and junior. Um, uh, you know, from there, played, played football, ran track, uh, played baseball. Um, and, and graduated, played played Division two ball at, at East Central, you know, just right there in Ada, um, A Central University, um, in the Lone Star Conference. Obviously, before they you know, split and went to the the GAC, but you know, played against Texas and Kingsville and uh, Abilene Christian. Yeah. And Abilene Christian yeah. at the time had a guy named Johnny Knox. Yeah, familiar with that. Oh name. yeah. So he, he's made a few dollars in the league. Yeah, um, you know, in West Texas and uh, Texas and Commerce. I mean, it was it, unbelievable league. Yeah, you know, and, and that's things like, um, you know, kind of tell you how I got in my GA years. But you know, guys who go and play Division two ball, you know, don't don't turn your nose up at it. You know, and that's that's the as coaches we know that. Yeah. Um, but playing against guys that that are that were in the league or maybe still are in the league. Yeah. You know, and I yep. saw the sunrise over Dallas, Texas, twice. You know, we went down to Kingsville twice, and didn't work out real well both times and you yeah. saw the sun come up and you're still three hours from home going yeah you know and, and we played you know we played San Houston State they were also you know D1 AA but we played San Houston State one year and played Rep Bomar I think he set the the NCAA record passing that night but um so anyway I go on and on about that but played East Central uh from there graduated um was kind of looking for a job and graduated actually in, in December <laughs> Was looking for a job and, and found myself at, in Arkadelphia, Arkansas, um, a place called Henderson State University as, as a GA, as defensive GA. I was you know, 23 years old and single and uh, trying to find, you know, trying to find my way. As, you know, as a coach kid, I mean, uh, never in my wildest dreams I think that I would, you know, whether you're a GA or whatever, I was coaching college. You know, I was working for a Division two program. Yeah. And uh, you know, it was the first time I was really away from home. Um, like I said, growing up, being a coach kid, mom and dad, you know, both married, had a roof over my head, shirt on my back, $20 bill in my pocket. You know, I, I didn't want for anything. I was very lucky, very, very blessed to be around the game, be around parents that, that, um, taught me right from wrong. Um, this was really the first time I was ever away from home. Yeah. When I went to Anderson and for six months, I was. Uh, I was living in the office. That was my address. I mean, yeah. Literally, I, I I had a cot that I put up for six months in my, in my office. Now, the good news is I had an office, and the good news is I had a meal card. Um, so I was, man, I was crushing the cafeteria. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, that was a deal. And, and you know, we we were we were trying that transition from from when they were in the, the Gulf South to, G, to the GAC, the Great American. You know, so we were still playing West Georgia 
Um, we were playing Delta State. Valdosta. Valdosta. North Alabama. Yeah, and, and playing some good dudes, you know, and, and, you know, small world. Ron Roberts is down yep. at D.C. at Baylor. Yep. He was the head coach at, yep. at, uh, at Delta State. And, you know, they were doing stuff in 2011 defensively that we mind blown. Yeah. You know, um, and so. They were 3-3 three, three um, stack then, right? Weren't they still 3-3 three, three stack? Yeah. They were 3-3 three, yeah, three, three stack at the time in, in, in 11. And, uh, God, they had some dudes. My yeah. goodness, they had some dudes. But yeah. they were also doing some stuff defensively. You know, it, it, kind of the, the onset of the creepers. You know, people yes. talk about the creepers. Yeah, and simulated pressures the, and. The yeah. beginning of it was, yeah. you know, I saw it back then going, what, you know, you're watching film going, what is this? Yeah. And so, uh, uh, anyway, you know, I was at Henderson for, oh man, 18 months. You know, I was trying to fast track, get my master done, get out, you know, GA, you're making $500 a month. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, um, you know, hindsight's 2020. I've got a great family, love my wife, love my kids, love my house, love where I'm at, but um, hindsight's 2020. I probably shouldn't get as gone as fast as I did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and influences I had at that place and, and the, the mentorship and leadership that, that Coach Maxfield, um, he was like a second dad to me. Yeah. And like I said, I know we're going to get in the ball and I hope you're not getting bored with this, but I'm telling you, Coach Maxfield's like a second dad to me. Um, he, he took care of me. You know, GA making 20, you know, $500 a month. He took care of me. You know, yeah. I slept on his couch a few nights. Yeah. Um, his his wife is like a second mom to me. I mean, so, uh, and he was, hey, he was, he was rough on me. I mean, it was tough love. Don't yeah. me wrong. He, he'd shoot my butt a lot of times when the huddle wasn't right or the film or the, or whatever wasn't right. Um, but it, it made me a better, better man. It made me a better coach. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you talked about him being an influence. Who are some other influences? I'm sure you had a bunch of them, obviously, with your dad. I know your uncle's a coach. And just who are some other guys who influenced you along the way? Yeah, you know, again, talking about my dad and my uncle, um, uh, you know, Coach Maxfield. The guy that, that was the offense coordinator there, a guy named Mike Villarvich. He's currently the head coach at Nashville, Arkansas. Yeah. Um, and and Mike is an unbelievable football mind. That's, that's, that's scorched the earth offense, right? And he the, is Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know when we were when I was at Henderson, we were air raid. I mean, we were yeah. scorched earth throwing it um, yeah, twenty. Yeah, I mean, we were all over the place, and so he was a big influence to me offensively. You know, um, a guy that I played for, he sent a guy named Kurt Nichols. Kurt Nichols actually, they were they were they were best friends in high school. Kurt Nichols and Scott Maxfield went to high school together, and so that's how I got to Henderson. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, uh, from there, you know, went to Broken Arrow in 2012, and a, a name, you know, Steve Spavital. Coach Spavital hired me as a young 23, 24-year-old young coach, fresh out of, you know, let's call it college, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and Coach Spavital hired me to coach safeties at Broken Arrow, and Adam Gaylor, Adam was the best best man in our wedding. Um, you know, he's our defense coordinator. Uh, Steve Dunn, who's now the AD, he coached our, our special teams. He's now the AD at Broken Arrow. Jay Wilkinson, he was the OC, still is the OC at Broken Arrow. Um, you know, the, the, those guys are in my way. Steve Dunn, Jay Wilkinson, now I'm good that. Those are some of my best friends in the world. Um, and not do anything in the world for them, and they, they would do the same for me. Um, you know, I, I left Broken Arrow, uh, got married, and a guy named Brad Balligan, my first coordinator, got at 25 years old. He talked about throwing darts at a dartboard, you know, hoping it sticks. And you talk about feats in the fire. My first call ever. My first call ever, uh, twenty, you know, twenty-five years old or six. What I'm young. First call, and 
we we stole out on offense, we punt, but we pin them on the, on the one yard line. They got nine nine yards to go. So of course I bring the house. Yeah, they go seven man pro, go one on one. Nine nine yards later, one play it's seven to nothing. That was my, and I'm serious. That that's no lie. That's that is the yeah. best. that was my first ever defensive call. Um, and of course you get excited. Your minus one yard line. You know, you're yeah, bringing, yeah, you're bringing yeah. Everybody in the cheerleader. You know, yeah. so. Um, and then you know, a guy named Brent Barnes. He hired me at Norman North. Um, Brent's down in Arizona. Brent's one of my really good friends. Um, and and Coach Surratt. You know, Coach Surratt. Um, when we connected and got together this, uh, I guess in the April of 2019, you know, it just kind of you interview and you just kind of feel good. You feel good about it. you feel good about the relationship you built in the, in the, the, the interview process. And um, Coach Rack could have could have picked anybody from Texas, state of Texas, you know, from the DFW Metroplex. I mean, and for whatever reason, bless his heart, he picked this guy. Um, and so I'm still learning from him every day. Um, we got to get better. We got to do some things better. Um, but uh, being around him every day is, is, is a learning experience, blessing, it's an honor. So influences, man, I go on and on and on. Yeah. My biggest one, my dad, obviously, being a coach kid, nothing like it. Last question I'll ask you on this, and, and then we'll get into the, uh, the football stuff. So you're a coach's kid, and you have a son yourself. Uh, I have two young boys. Um, you know, We've you've probably seen before where you have kids come up as coaches' kids and they 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 end up just like you loving football and that's that's all they want to do and they just want to be around it and then you have some who kind of go the other way and they don't want anything to do with it. So like, what what did your dad do? How did he kind of kindle that love for the game in you and not make it where you, it's something you resented? You know? Yeah, my 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 dad never he never pushed me on it. Yeah, he never made me want to, you know. Love this, love that. You know, and I'll be honest with you, I was 12, 14 years old. Um, deep down in my gut, if you put the true serum in me, just because of the kid in me, I, w- I know deep down he wanted me to push into track and football and the athletics and the competition. I mean, I was playing T-ball when I was five years old. Yeah, and, you yeah. know, just like a yeah. lot of other kids do. But, you know, my dad always told me, he goes, oh, you know, do what makes you happy, do what you want to do in your life. And I didn't want to do anything else. I mean, the field house is what I knew. The weight yeah. room is what I knew. Being yeah. in the film room, riding the yellow dog was what I knew. Yeah. Um, and so for, for my son, you know, currently he's, you know, 16 months old. It, it, who knows what his future holds? Yeah, I'd be lying to say it. You know, I, I want him to be involved in athletics. Yeah. You know, I want him to run fast, jump high, you know, slow touchdown, you know, hit the game when he shot, all that other. Um, but, it, you know, the that's the competitive part in me, but also the dad part in me. I want my son to wake up and enjoy what he does. Every day. Yeah, yeah, no you know, doubt. Whatever that is. I know it's a long ways away. My kid's yeah. two years old yet, but um, it's, it's as I look at him, and I, and I bring him to the office, oh, my gosh, all the time. Yeah. You know, I tweeted out a picture a couple weeks ago. of he, he pulled up a chair, and we were in the office watching film. He pulled up a chair and, and turned the chair around so he could stand up in it and watch the projector. So, um, yeah. If there you, you go. look on Twitter, uh, you'll yeah. see that. And yeah. It was like it was, we stopped the film for like ten seconds. So I kind of like had to like you know excuse myself and cry for a little bit. But yeah, yeah, um, that's, awesome. Anyway, that's awesome. That's awesome. That, that, that's how I feel on that. Yeah. Well, let's let's jump into the film and 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 why you're why you're pulling that stuff up. We, we can, you can kind of talk to this. I know this is one of your slides, yeah. and so I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. But yeah. uh, you know, while you're pulling that up, just talk about 
you know, what the scheme you guys are running, it's a 3-4, but you were a 4-3 guy for a long time and you made a transition. So, you know, what what brought that on and, and why you believe in the 3-4 and what you guys are doing? Um, sure. And like I said, so, I know that's part of your screen, so I'll be quiet. Yeah, so first I'll start, there, there's my, you know, my Twitter, my, my all, all that stuff, my contact information. Um, and guys listening know, to this, just the audio, I'll, I'll share his, uh, Coach Gower's uh Contact info uh, in the show notes of this episode, so you can get that also. Yeah, Sorry. I have to remember that. Yeah. Some of this is all podcast stuff. Yeah. Uh, my Twitter guys is at Coach Gower, all one word at Coach Gower. Um, again, you know, Ty can share you my my contact stuff. I'm the defense coordinator at Princeton, Texas. Um, you know, the the first thing that that, that we're going to talk about is the why. Why did we go to a three four? Um, when I grew up, um, oh, I say grew up. When I was at Henderson, we were four down. We were four three playing. Too high structure, you know. Too high coverage. Um, went to Broken Arrow, same deal. Uh, we were we were four three with a lot of oh back in the day Stoops, Venables, Polini influence. Um, some overpowered Tampa stuff. Um, you know, playing a lot of over front, under front, fire zone from the field. Um, so we were we, we were four down. Um, you know, obviously we did some really cool stand up stuff and neat stuff and, and, and sharing the back on third down. But when we were first taking down it was four it was four down front. It was five shade, three five, right? And yeah. And so what we found um in our four down days was having to always auto back set, auto formation, you know? And so we were always having to cancel a gap um somewhere or somehow. Um you know that's the deal. You you get guys who are twenty one, twenty two, you know, bring a tight end. Um, you know, all about over or under front, you know, but you get those guys who spread you out and two by two or, or, or trips or whatever. Um, you know, you got to apex that guy down, you know, and I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of covering down three. You know, I'll, I want to play four over three somehow, um, you know, with that corner, the Sam, the Mike and the strong, you know, I want to play four over three. Um, I'm not one that, that is going to, you know, people say foot on, foot on the tackle with the mic, you know, play a 50, but, but number three is like six yards away. Yeah, I don't want to give that offense coordinator, you know, hey, we'll just throw a stick to the three right now. You know, we'll, I say RPO, like we'll pre-snap it right here. We'll pre-snap it, and if three's open, run a five-yard hitch and throw it to him. And so what we were having to do with that is auto how to cancel the A-gap. You know, because, like, if you're trips, trips plus or whatever, you got a five and a three strong, and you got an A-gap strong and a B-gap weak, how are you going to defend it? Yeah. You know, you want yeah. the will to be the A gap and the free safety to be the B gap. And you can do like, if you're playing special or lock or stubby or whatever, absolutely you can do like you can use the free safety and the B gap. If you don't, if you're stutting it, you're not moving it, you're not blitzing, you're not doing anything to cancel the gap, right? But if you're playing base defense, you know, you've got to find a way to, to, to cancel the bubbles. Yeah. Because that's the deal. You know, you play a five or three, shade a five, you got two bubbles. Right, you got a bubble between the shade and three. You got a bubble between the shade and the five, and so that was one of the deals of the why we went to a four down. Or I'm sorry, went to a three down from a four down. Excuse me. Um, you know, another one, and, and I made this. I've spoken at, at clinics, you know, at, at Glazier and, and and all over the country. I've been blessed to do that. But um, why did why did I why did I go to three four? You know, and I'll be honest. I'll talk about Adam Geller, you know, being a big influence. You know, and TK. You know, you've had Tyler Cade uh, on this podcast. Yeah. Um, TK guys, you want a D line coach? Unbelievable. He was a GA at OU for, for Brent Venables. Um, he TK is an unbelievable man, an unbelievable football coach. And so, um, 
you know, talking about influences, we went to the three, four, um, because of lots of reasons. I'm going to give you some of these. And, and when we were, when I was Norman North and 16, I'd got, you know, Ab and I were together and, and I'd kind of went somewhere and he went another place and, and we had kind of sold out. I say we, um, he kind of took the lead on it and I kind of followed it. You know, it's kind of what you do with your influences and your yeah. mentors, right? And so when I went to North at 16, we sold out the plane four I zero four I. What we call Oki. I know people call it Tide or whatever, but we call it Oki. Um, so we're playing four I zero four I. So what we prepared for each week. If you're on the audio, when I was in Oklahoma, we were the six A large classification in Oklahoma. We we're about the eighth, ninth biggest school in Oklahoma. Playing Jinx, Broken Arrow, Owasso, um, uh, Union, you know, and and what we were seeing every week was 10, 11, 20, empty, you know, and I didn't really lose sleep um, over run fits, you know, people kind of ran the same stuff, but it was how are we going to cover up the guy going to OU? How are we going to cover up the guy going to OSU? You know, we played Tulsa Union in 2016 twice. The first time we beat them, second time we go state championship, and, and they beat us, but. You know, they had a guy going to OU, a lineman going to Arkansas, a receiver going to Ar- uh, OSU, and a bat going to Tulsa. Yeah. Talk about a long night. Yeah. And so, so we had to find a way to play both three down and four down. Um, but the guys that we saw are 10, 11, 20 empty, one back run game, RPO. We need a way to bracket that X and find a way to play drop eight at times. You know, that's another thing is like math. And I'm I'm a soul stage guy, but math like you know here's the thing like if you're in four down, you rush four, and they keep six in protection. That yeah. math didn't yeah. add up to me, you know. For me, like we're a drop eight defense. We we are a rush three drop eight, and I know some of you guys on here listen to this may say that's the stupidest thing ever, but for us, I want to be plus one everywhere in the pass game. Right now, I know we'll bring five, we'll bring six, we'll bring seven, play zero. I get it, okay. But um, you know, I'll show you the box like. We can't get any better from the box, and we're playing two by two. Like we're always going to have to have a cover down somewhere. And so, I'm an old four three guy converted to a four zero four, a four I zero four I. You know, every week I talk about this. How are we going to cancel that gap to that formation, that back set? And we had to auto a bunch of stuff. Now, when they come out in this set, we got to auto. We got to tire at the front here, three to the A and five to the B. You know, make the ball spill. Okay, or, you know, they flop the back on us. Now we've got to blood the front. You know, we've got to send three to the A and the, the, the shade to the B. You know, so we've got to do things um, that you've got to really teach and rep throughout the week um, about how you're going to cancel gaps in the four down. So that's why we went to a four zero four, four I zero four I, is there's 90 bubbles. Right. There are no, yeah. there are no bubbles yeah. from tackle to tackle. You know, you're playing four I zero four I, okay. There's no bubbles versus you're playing five shade three, uh, five shade three, five. There's two bubbles. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. And that leads me to dart is greater than power. Okay. And what do you mean by that? You know, for us, what I, what I classify as dart is tackle wrap, right? One back tackle wrap. And I mean, it's a 404, you know, four I, zero, four I. So many teams want an advantage call. You know, what we call advantage, where the guard blocks out on the four I and the tackle wraps. Well, what happens on the front side? The other tackle blocks out on the four I with the B gaps closed. The tackle, the backside, you know, the wrap tackle wraps all the way to the C gap. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Whereas if you're in power, one, you know, one back guard wrap, whatever you want to call it, okay, how are you going to block it? You're going to try to scoop that four eye all night? If you can do that, I will tip my hat to you, shake, shake your hand up to the game, and say, you win. 
But yeah. if you feel good all night on Sunday and you're drawing, you know, you're drawing on the board on Sunday, and you can you can scoop and block uh, block that four out of the tackle, you know, then then we got to do some other stuff. Or your tackle is really really good. Yeah. And so for me, I want one more offensive lineman having to pull all the way to the C gap. Okay. Um, I talk about this a lot too. Like, you know, we were in a shade three and, and we weren't stunting it. We weren't autoing it. We weren't moving people. People were running fold on us. They're blocking out the shade on the, uh, with the center, blocking out the three with the guard, wrapping up to the mic. Yep. And we weren't four two. We were four three. So we were, we were double over. Yeah. The mic was boxing or spilling whatever term you want to use to know if, again, if we were not moving the front. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's why I like the four eyes zero four eyes because you can pull tackle or most guys pull tackle all the way to see yeah. You know, make the OC prepare for you. You know, that's the deal. That that, that comes with a blessing and a, and a curse. Um, you know, it's unique. You know, four eyes zero four yet four four eyes zero four eye is unique. It makes people break a few rules. You know, and that's that's the funny thing. I love offensive guys who always draw a four down front because east. There's angles to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you know, getting two back. You're going to run insert zone to the shade five, right? ISO, insert zone, whatever it is, and, you know, sniffer set, right? This, I'm hoping to take away that insert zone against you, you know, because, you know, that guard center, they're going to combo the zero with the four eyes in that B gap. So that sniffer's got to go all the way around the C. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so – for us, it's not typical shade three defense, obviously. It's unique. That OC is going through his call sheet going, okay, I don't like that call. I don't like that call. I don't like that call. And, again, disclaimer. Look, we've been fortunate enough to give up 0 7, 14. We've also been not fortunate enough to give up 42, 49. Yeah, you know, yeah. Have bad nights. No, I and think so, we all understand that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sometimes, you know, Jimmy's and Joe's and, and, and all that. We, we get that. And, right. Um. Um, but, but, you know, you make the OC prepared for you in your front. Yeah. Uh, and then multiple cards looks. You know, you'd be surprised. I'm a secondary guy by trade. How much stuff you can do with what we call our jack, our boundary outside linebacker. You know, how many different things we can do with him coverage-wise. Cutting, dropping as the hole, as the, as the hole dropper, um, bringing, you know, that jack can do a – our boundary outside linebacker can do a lot of things for you. And you can play a multitude of two by two and three by cut, three by one coverages with that eighth dropper. And so, um, if you guys want to talk coverage, I want to do something else, you know, later. Get at me at Coach Gower on Twitter, and we can talk about that. So, okay, now let's go to Texas. Why do we like it in Texas? Okay, here's the thing. All right, we are a five A Division two, um, not long five A Division two. School in Texas, and we're growing and blowing up the seams. And so, um, same thing. Besides one week, one week out of the year, we'll see wing tee, but the rest of them, 10, 11, 20 empty. That's what we see. So, nine weeks out of 10, it's the same structure, right? Um, and what we also we found was after years of running this, there's always that potential with four man rush. You know, what backers is either, are they dropping eight, are they rushing four, right? Is it going to be our, you know, our nickel Sam, our Mike, our Will, or our Jack, right? So now they're having to identify, talk about the OC, it's unique. Now how are we going to slide it? You know, are we going to fan-fan it, right? Are we going to full slide it and let the, let the, back, let the back pick up the fourth rusher? You know, so um, there's always that potential that we can always say, we're going to bring it forth. You know, it also adjusts to everything. 
the 4904i adjusts to everything. We adjust everything. I'll show you this in a little bit. I have a, you know, I have a one back set with our with our secondaries, our backers, our secondary. Okay, our, our D linemen don't know if it's 10, 11, 12, 20, 21. We call Oki, like I said, Oki tight. They know they're playing 4i04i, period. Okay, they're not worried about canceling gaps. And we got stunts and we got movements and all that stuff. But if we call base Oki, they know they're playing 4i04i, period. Okay, and we found that it can work. Can play against, so I say anything, can play against 10, 11, 12, 20, 21. Right? So you guys are listening to this. Well, Coach, we do against like slot T. And like, I'm going to say, well, that's a different ballgame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So, um, it, another thing, not having to worry about the strength call. You know, not having to worry about setting the 3 5 to the back, or to the field, or to the passing strength. Okay? You know, that's the deal. Like people who say, oh, well, we're always going to set the 3 5 back. Okay, what happens when, when they flop him? You know, slide the front, you know, bug the front, right? Here, move the back wherever you want. Pistol, you know, to the strong, to the weak, to the right, to the left, to the field, to the boundary, you're in a four-eyes, zero, four-eyes. Your B-gap, one of your A's, and your other B-gaps, close. Okay, and again, I talked about this one. You adjust the offensive formation with the back end. Okay, our box is staying tapped, right? Yep. We're adjusting yep. everything with our safeties. And I coach our safeties, so those guys better know how to adjust with, with personnel groupings and, and, and formation stuff. So. Uh, there's kind of the very base knowledge of why we're a three, four eyes. Okay, why we're a three, four. Um, I've got more. I go on and on. And again, guys, we run a format. Run. We we get in a format. Run. I don't want y'all to think we're in this hundred percent time. But this is where we base and where we start. Yeah, um, yeah. We talked about it uh, in, in other conversations. How just and and you could you could probably not probably you can speak more to this than I can. Uh, but just that. It's much easier, you know. You talked about how how much you can do with that jack, how versatile of a player he is. It is much easier to go from a three to a four down than the other way around. Um, you know, with that, you know, when you when you do have that guy that's a jack, it's much easier to walk him up and either put his hand in the ground or have him play as a, a defensive end from a two point. Um, you know, than than trying to go the other way. Yes. Yes. Um, it, that, you know, and that's where like. You know, Georgia, Kirby Smart talks about this, about how they move from a four down to a three down or stem, you know. Mm. And I think that's really crucial to implement too, um, stemming from a three down to a four down. Yeah. Stemming from a four down to a three down, you know. That yes. jack looks like he's in a three point and then all of a sudden he stands up. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and he talks, you know, Kirby Smart talks about this, that that's a negative play. That's a play they didn't have to play and get them behind the, uh, behind the chain. So. Yeah. Um, you know, our jack is, I say, versatile. We do a lot of stuff with our outside backs. Um, and, and, again, we can get into that later. But on the screen, you know, basically the tight front, coaching the four-eye. Um, you know, they're my influences. I talked about that. Um, I wouldn't be talking to Ty right now with, without these guys in my life. So I don't mean to harp on this, but I think, you know, any clinic you do, if you don't talk about how you got there or who, got, who helped you got, get to where you are, you are screwing up and missing the boat. Um, so, all right, so here's kind of just the, 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 the overall base, right? So here's how we look. And I know the template says 404. I know it's head up, right? But, um, and, and again, that's another thing. We'll talk about that, how we, how we can you know, pinch to get to 4i or 3 technique. We'll talk about that. But like our template here, you'll see that we're 5 versus 5 in a box. And we're three versus two, the twins. We can't get any better. Math, math. We can't get any better versus, you know, covering down both the right and the left 
and being in the box. Okay, and and I know you're saying, well, coach, there's six gaps, you know, C, B, A, A, B, C, and you've only got five in the box. True, that's another thing. You talk about who's the fourth man rush, or who's going to become the sixth man, right? Who's going to become your sixth fitter in a, in a, in a you know a one back two by two situation, right? Okay, same thing in trips. Okay, or well, here's two by two, so we can play different coverages, right? So we're playing palm theory like everybody else does in America, and then you're playing you know out and up. You're playing out and up. So the box of the chain, right? So the quarterback, the OC is going, it looks the same, it looks the same, it looks the same. Then you're playing different covers. Or you're spinning cover three, right? You're playing four under mm-hmm. uh, four under three D, right? So you brought you brought it four. So when it's tripped, what we call solo, notice how our A and T, our two ends um, in our nose, they didn't move. Again, I talked about it. We heard they heard Oki, four I zero four I. They're playing four I zero four I. Right, or we're playing head forwards and we're going to pinch to it. We're going to, you know, inside slam to it, right? So, um, again, you see how we're playing four over three with the corner nickel, which is our Sam, strong safety and Mike, right? So, in a very, very base scenario, there should be gap player. Your nose is going to play one of the A's. Your wheel is going to play the other A. Your tackle or the other four is going to play the other B. Our Jack's C gap player and the Mike. Is the C is the other C gap player? So there's your six defenders for six gaps, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so there's a way that we could align two trips. Another way is like, uh, and, you know, here's a here's a clip of it of how we look. I know we get the D line play, but based on the tight front, number one, find a way to play four over three. Number two, find a way to cancel the inside gaps, right? Cancel the B's and the A's. Um, and, and with trips, you're able to set a hard edge away, you know, away from trips. You're able to get, set that jack of a one-by-one one or a two-by-two two or whatever. Um, so from an end zone copy, okay, here's how we would look right here. All right, so there's kind of a good look um, at it. Right, the mic, he's going to apex three and the tackle puts him in the C-gap. There's a four-eye, nose, four-eye, and here's our jack. We're actually going to pinch our, our other four-eye away from the back right here, kind of free technique. Play of, play the beat yet, but you get the idea of how we're going to look the trips when we play solo. Okay, here's another one that we call noose. All right, noose, same way. This is really, really good. All right, same idea. You're still four over three. One, two, three, four with the corner strong, three, and, and nickel. Okay, notice the box now. Now notice the box is really good. Now you're seven verse five, right? Or if you count gaps, you're seven guys for six gaps. Okay. And you're again using that nickel as a plus one versus trips. Now the weakness is also on the backside, you're telling the corner, hey, good luck, hope you can win. Right? But notice that the box didn't change from this look we're playing solo or what people call poach or load or whatever, versus what we call noose. Right? And that look is like this right here. This is when I was in Oklahoma right here. So notice the offense gave us trips, right? We're playing. We're playing press up quarters. Uh, we're, we're, we're playing, excuse me. We're playing. We're playing palms. We're playing two read off of three and two. Okay, you notice we're one, two, three, four of the trips. The corner on the back side of the single receiver. He's playing Meg man everywhere he goes. And notice that we are, you know, we're we're seven in the box here versus six gaps. Yeah. So there's a you know a really good look. I'll show you the intel copy. And again, guys, we're going to get the technique, but I think it's important that you understand the structure and, and identify why 
why we do it. So again, four I zero four I or twenty up with the biker with our Mike and Will. Time. Go ahead. When that single receiver is a dude, okay, and that's the guy, and you're worried about the the matchup with the corner, will you stay sure. too high and just have that safety on his side? You know, kind of where, where you can, where he's he could still read number three, but also help right. out if if one if, if if the single receiver is getting vertical now. How to? So how, I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't put this up on here. That, you know, talking D line play, obviously, but I've got some clinics, some some uh, YouTube's, and some Blazer webinar out there that talks about how we bracket this guy and what we could do is in the boundary, we could do what we call walk, where we walk the jack out, right? Yeah. And the corner plays, you know, six, yeah. seven, eight yards off or whatever. Yeah. Or you can play what we call lock. You know, a lot of people call yep. up special or, yep. or whatever. Where now we're going to play the nickel here. There's your mic. You're strong. And then your free is going to be over the top. Yeah. Okay. So, th- again, that's what our version of lock, right? So, you know, obviously the mic would be apex and the wheel would be zeroed up. There's your jack and there's your corner. Again, yeah. I didn't put that on here. No, no, no. I, yeah, I just was uh, curious. You can get at me. So anyway, but again, our D linemen, go back to talking D linemen, they don't know if it's what we call solo, noose, or lock. They right. hokey, they're playing hokey. Right. right? Um, so again, here's a look at noose. Okay, so, uh, you know, tight copy, right? RD linemen, they saw me signaling, you know, again, Oki, 4I, 04I. Uh, the noose is a coverage, so we're set in the box because, again, you know, the guy down here is going to OSU, the back's going to Tulsa, and it, it's in the their left tackle is going to Arkansas. It, you know, it's one of those deals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, okay. Hey, so, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask, and, and I, I may be getting, you know, saying or asking what you're, what you're about to go over now, but. You know, for guys who are watching this, I know they probably saw some just um, maybe some things in the stance and alignment with their with their D line with your D line. Um, so, talk about that, like you know how you're where like where what you're defining as a four eye and and their stances and just kind of some basics of stuff like that um, for sure. for those guys. Let Let me go back to this clip right quick. Um, okay, from the end zone copy. All right. You know, define a four eye. Obviously, I, I mean, inside and the, and the way the way we start and the way we start with our freshmen from day one is we're going to be our our outside shoulder pad on his inside shoulder pad, right? I know some guys play kind of thicker as a four eye. Yeah. We don't. We we play what well, you know we call pad to pad. Our outside pad is going to be on his inside pad. Talking about their offensive pad, um, which puts our head definitely inside of him. Are we playing a true three technique? No. Can we? Yes. Okay. Um, you know, so that's where that's where we start from an alignment standpoint with our four eyes. Okay. Um, different places I've been, we're in different stances. Okay? This year, this is 2016. Um, I, I talked to Ty about this the other day. We started in a four point. Okay, playing playing mirror read. All right. And so what what we were doing is we were going to play. Uh, we were going to look at the uh, we were going to look at the gap, the big gap. You know, I so I know some guys look at the, the hip knee area of the guard, and, and we guys we've done that too, and we've done that. I don't say we've found every way to play four eye, but we play we found different ways to play four eye. Um, so we play the four point stance, reading the gap, and reading the big gap. Right, and what that did is obviously my inside eye was on the guard, and kind of my out my peripheral, my outside eye was kind of on the pack. 
right? So it wasn't like, hey, I'm looking at the gap, and that's just kind of how it is. I was kind of seeing both. I'm at the guard at the time, right? And if that B gap expanded on me, meaning the guard was down, um, the guard was down, then that told me I was also getting down, right? I was getting whether it was zone scoop or, or belt or combo. Didn't matter. It looked the same to our four eye, and that told me to play B gap, obviously. Okay, so here, here, uh, if you watch this kid right here, you guys who are just listening to the audio, okay, we're in a four eye again. We're pad to pad. We're looking at the B gap in a four point stance. Okay, and he notices this four eye notices that the guard goes down, and he's doubling with the center on the nose. Okay, so what happens is. This kid steps with his right, his inside, his inside foot, 45 directional step to the goal. Okay, and I'll talk about how, if you just bear with me here, how we kind of changed that up over the years too. Um, so he knows that B gap gets big, right? So he's going to take what would be his outside hand and put it on the shoulder pad and the butt plate shoulder pad area of the tackle. Well, what we started finding was that inside hand to the guard. It was on air. It had no power, had no punch to it. Okay, because of how we were playing at four point and how we were also stepping with, with our with our feet. Okay. So you'll notice if you're watching the video here, okay, you'll notice that this kid has no power with his inside arm. Right? Because of how we were teaching, how we were playing, how we were trying to teach against 16. Okay, four-point stance, seeing the B gap. And my inside foot, my guard foot, was going to step 45 directional step to the guard. Okay, and so we were stepping with the guard, but we call it dance with the tackle. Well, we were only dancing with one arm, dancing with one hand as a power hand. The other hand might as well be, be tied behind his back. Yep. Okay, that, that's again if the guard was down or away from. Him. Right. Now you'll see that hey, the DN, the four eye, he makes a play here. Because he's surfing the line, right? He's trying not, and again, we're not turning. It's not like a slant. Like, we're not turning our shoulders. It's not terrible by this kid, but it's also the way he's been taught. So as coaches, we went back and evaluated all winter long, of, and, and obviously through the season, of how do we get that second hand? How do we get that one-two punch on the pack? Let me go over that hand a little bit. Well, time stop me if you got any comments. No, yeah, that's 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 what I was kind of getting at. And and uh, um, I know you're going to get to you know what y'all what y'all figured out to to make that more effective and get those uh you know the kind of those blind man hands out you know like you, know, you got his feelers out there that you you got on your left what y'all did to sort of fix that um and so I'll let you get to that here in a second but yeah I just yeah. wanted to cover that here's here's where we start here's where we start with our freshman guys you know we play a four eye and we 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 teach it the alignment of it our seniors and our freshmen exact same. We're outside pad to inside pad. Head definitely inside the top. And the first thing we do is pinch. So we're, we're going to start in a four-hour, we're going to pinch to a three-take. Okay? And so, you know, some of you guys are going to say, well, what, you know, what about the stance? What about, guys, I'll, here's the deal about stance on a, on, a, on a pinch stunt. Okay, I'm not worried about getting hands on. Okay, I'm trying to be a penetrate three. And, and basically, it's not fair, right? But I'm getting a double three-takes. Okay? I'm not saying the mics walked up. I'm saying... You're going to do a bare front with the D line with the, with the, the three zero three guys, okay? And so we're not worried about ball hand down, shade hand down, four you know four points. Okay, we're worried about getting getting penetrate through the B gap. All right, so um, you'll notice this kid. What we're doing here is we're bringing a four man pressure. So if you're on the audio, I'm trying to uh, 
give you the idea. So it's a two back set, okay? It's a sniffer set. So it's two by one. And we brought the field uh, backer, our, our nickel sand, okay? So we're bringing a four man rush and we're cutting our mic, our, our backer right here to become the outside backer. So what we do is we're bringing that outside stunt with our nickel or our jack. We're going, to, we're going to step and pinch, all right? We're going to pinch our four eye into a B gap, into a three. He's not feeling the tackle and all that other. We teach it and we call pinch that we're going to take the four eye and put him in the B gap and run penetrate. Okay, so if I go to tie copy, again, it starts. And now, so the OC up in the box, okay, he's saying, hey, this just looks like what we call Opie, right? 4 I 0 4 yeah. And again, that's the beauty of it. I talked about that. Where's the fourth rusher coming from? Okay, so here it's coming from, from the most here, from the twin side. So again, it's two by one, it's a sniffer set, right? So again, the end, the 4 I to, uh, to the Sam is now going to pinch, right? And he's keeping his shoulders square the whole time. And 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 I mean, are you worried about that? Like how if he's turning his shoulders? I mean, it looks like he's keeping them square there. And yes, kind of like so, that's like a he's making a surf and then yeah. So here from the end zone copy again, if you're on the audio, I'm sorry. What he's trying to do is keep his shoulders square. Now again, we're we're like penetrating. It's not slant, right? It's not fire zone. Like we're not trying to cross face the guard here. Yeah. Okay. We're a big gap player when we call pinch. Okay. So this kid right here, and he's a he's a good one. He's playing Division One football. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But he's trying to get in the back hip pocket of the guard. Obviously, the guard pulls here. They're running some kind of stretch looking scheme. Okay. So he's going to stay in the backside hip of the guard because that's where the big gap. The big gap extends. To the, that's right. I'm not trying to cross face anything. I want to stay in the big gap. Okay, same idea on this clip. So here's pinch. Let me go to the tie copy right quick. You know, talking about D line play always works better from an end zone. Oh yeah, no doubt, you know? no doubt. I don't okay. know. I don't even know what wide wide view is. I never even checked that. It's, it's always <laughs> tight and end zone. <laughs> so here we go. This kid you're about to see, we transferred and converted him to a D line um, because we had an injury early early in the year. Had to move him from our jack to our to our four technique, um, and we instead of trying to coach him to play, you know, a true four eye and step and dance, we we pinched him a lot. Okay, so you'll see this kid right here again. He is worried about playing the B gap and playing square. Now he gets hands on the tackle again. It's okay. It's all we want. Because we're telling that kid, look, your job is to play the B gap, right? Don't worry about getting hands on. Your job is to see the the the, the hip of the of the guard. If it vacates or leaves you, you're gonna replace it. Would you would you rather him, you know, like rip with that outside arm or, or... you I mean, you yeah. want him you want him to take his out his tackle arm, obviously. Yeah. And you want him to rip, you know, yeah. rip like we've all taught since seventh grade, right? Nothing new there. Right. Okay, and what it does, what and you say, well, coach, why do you run pinch? What it does, guys, and you can do it either to the back, you can do it away from the back, you can double pinch him, whatever it is. Okay, you're making the ball bounce. 
right? You're getting the ball on the edge because you're getting the zeros and threes. Now, coach, you got a short edge. Hey, you don't have a five technique. I, I get it. Okay. But what we're also doing is we're talking about where's that fourth rusher coming from, right? Right. Okay. That fourth rusher coming away from the back, like in this scenario right here, there's your walked off five technique. Right. If he gets ball in the belly, okay, he becomes your five technique, right? And right there, that's a good alignment for him. He's seeing the back. I get ball in the belly. Boom. There's your five technique right there. Okay. Here's another one. We talked about this. So now we brought the pressure. So again, it's two back. It's split back. It's two by one formation. Now we brought it to the open side. We brought it from the split receiver. Okay. Again, we're going to bring the, the jack edge. So now you'll see this kid, he's going to pinch from a four-eye to a three technique. Okay, now, what this is actually double pinch, okay? If you notice this kid, same one, again, that we've taught for, I don't know, it's about two or three weeks after we've tied to play four-eye or tried to play four-eye. He's worried about ball get off and playing the yeah. big gap. I'll show you the end zone. And he probably uh, you know gets up a little gets upfield a little more than what you'd like, but he at least he's penetrating and correct. And that's the you talk about serving and in a perfect utopian world, you'd love for him to spill this pool. Again, yeah. I, this proves my point. This team saw we were in four eyes, zero four eye instead of pulling the guard, they pulled the tackle, right? They blocked back the guard. Because I don't see on Sunday went, I don't really like that. I don't really like running guard pool and trying to scoop the four eye with the tackle. Right, so this is proving my point as to why I play four eye. Okay, so again, you see number one. See number one again. I'm fine with the steps. I'm fine with his hand placement. Again, we're worried about penetrating the big gap. Not worried. If you'll notice, he doesn't even get hands on the tackle. He's not. He's not even trying. It's trying to be ripped through the tackle. Right. Now you'd like him to play flatter, obviously. Okay, and spill the pull. But notice he takes two for one. He takes both tackles. The guy who's down blocking him and the guy who's pulling. And it makes the mic free. There's the mic for a no yard game. It's a good little fit by number six right there. Yeah, really good fit. And, and, and we're flow fitting off of it. You know, we're stack track fallback. We, you know, you want to talk about that? We DM me. Is your uh, nose playing your? Um, and I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but is he playing your yeah. pop out technique right here? So he's playing what we call push. Push, okay? yeah. So, so we're playing push with this kid. You know, we have two turns. We, well, two. Two main turns we play with our nose. It's what we call wag, which is play the back door A, or we play push. This is where this, he's going to one, two the center, you know, breast play at both, you know, engage the center. When I get doubled by the guard, I'm going to play the front side A. He's going to push me into the front side A. Yeah, so, I mean, basically he's okay. going with he's, – he's going where they want to take him. Correct. And And – and then obviously he doesn't want to get you know washed out there to lane eight, but then he's st sticking that foot in the ground. I'm, I'm I'm assuming at some point, but it's basically saying, okay, I'm gonna let you take me to the other a gap. And is that a gap exchange with the mic behind him? So it would be a that's, that's right. It would be a yeah. gap exchange with what would be our our, our will. That's yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. All right. Here again, we're running pinch. Okay. So we're we're running a. a we got a beat on how these people are running zone, and I'll show you from the end zone copy. So again, it, for you audio visual audio guys out there, it's two by two. The backs to the field. We're in a four eye zero four eye, and we're running double pinch. Okay, and what we were doing this night is we were pinching both the four eyes of threes. 
the nose was slanting to the back. Okay, so he was going to play an A. Like we weren't, we weren't playing lag or push or anything. Yeah. We were slanting to the back in this scenario on this night. Um, so you'll notice, yeah, the field. Yeah. Okay. So what we were doing, okay, is is we were we were pinching both sides, right, to make the ball bounce. Okay, yeah. and we were also bringing a fourth man away from the back. All right, so here's our fourth man away or, or into the back. We we're pinching in the B, play the back door A, or the, the A to the back, right, and pinching yeah. the B. Okay, is that everybody makes sense on that? Yeah. yeah. And the, the, the mic in the situation is going to play the front door A. Right. So uh, you see 34 right here. Again, he all he's worried about, like, I, I I love his pad level. His pad level is, is great. It's a really I wish quick he first that step. Right arm, that tackle arm, and rip through it. Right. Yeah. Go go waste the shoulder pad. Go low to high. Now, um, your tackle uh, up top here on the left. Um, so he's slanting into into B, and it's it's a double, and he's he ends up going down in A. Are you you're wanting him to stay in that B gap, right, and and, and penetrate it and, and basically dent that front right there. Correct, and, and this kid, this kid's one of those. You get him going one way, he's gonna, yeah. and he's gonna keep going, you know. And so, don't want to take any of his. Oh, we all have those. Yeah, we all have those. Um, but here, now he got the three take. Or no, sorry, he shot the guard to him. Now I just want to play like an old school three take. Yeah, right. I want to play B at the shoulder pad now, into the guard. Right. Okay. Again, I talked about A. You know, if you're watching this, thirty-three or Mike right here is going to play the A gap. Right, yeah. Because what was happening is they were playing; they were throwing RPO off both sides, to the back and away from the back. And yes, this team could do it. So um, we had to mix up who the A gap, B gaps, and all those players were. Right. Yeah. And then here, you know, here's a scrimmage. You know, we're scrimmaging Sherman right here. So this is this is the first scrimmage of the year. So we're learning. You know, I just got here during the spring, summer, and so they're I'm new to them and they're new to me. You know, but. Same kid that you just saw. Here he is in the scrimmage. So we're watching this one right here. Same idea. Okay, it's pinch, and he's like he's trying to lock on. Like he, you know, he's trying to, to box the thing, right? Yeah. And I'm, again, guys, this is trying to show you the good and trying to show you the bad. Okay. And so love this kid. But this is not exactly what we want. We want that tackle arm, you know, the offensive tackle arm, right, to rip through the hip all the way to the shoulder pad. Yep. But I'm not going to complain about a one-yard loss on a run. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, again, some of this is being picky, but us as coaches, that's that's kind of why we make our living, right? Because we're we're picky. Um, you know, Ty, we talked about this. Um, here they are in a, what we call spray. You know, it's pro to one side, twin to the other, one back, right? Right. And we're still playing four eye zero four eye. Okay. So what we're doing is we're playing three over two quarters with our corner strong and our our nickel our Sam. Four eyes, zero four eye, our backers are in twenties. Our jack is what is now going to become what we call our hammer player. He's a one by one or two by two glorified nine pack. Mm-hmm. So he's a D gap. And our safety, our free safety is a C gap player looking at the tight end. He's a C seven, you know, what we call C seven. C gap seven yards. Yep. Right? But so there's your C, you know, your primary C gap player. What's the weakness? Well, you're one on, you know, you can see on this film, hey, you're one on one with the corner, right? But again, we load the box right here. They run, you know, kind of inside zone. It's now second eleven, and I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah. All right. 
So read, all right, read. And I'm going to show, and, and again, Ty and I talked about this the other night. I'm going to show you, again, different ways that, that uh, we've done it. You know, sometimes I think guys in coaching that it depends on what, you know, what staff or what coach you're around. This is how we do it. And this is the one way we're going to do it. One way we're going to teach it. One, I, I, don't, I don't think you can do that. You know, to some things. Now, there are some things that are non-negotiable that we do, okay? But they're also, in my opinion, that we have some flexibility about how we play our stance or how we play our corners or um, you know, certain techniques that, that we do. Um, so we're just playing a read step, okay? Um, again, let me go to the, the tight copy right here. Okay, so again, the audio, people, it's two back. Okay, it's two back, stiffer set, so it's two by one. We're playing four eyes, zero, four eyes. Right, and nothing's on. We're not bringing anybody in a four-man stunt. Nothing. All right, so we're playing four, four I, zero, four I. And again, we're playing a four-point stance with all three down line. Okay, so all three down line are in four-point. And from the end zone copy, you'll see. Let's go to this copy. So you'll notice all three down line, four, four, uh, four-point stance. The four eyes are looking at that B gap, right? Yep. And that B gap expands. Okay. And that, that knee, that knee leaves, that guard knee to hip leaves, okay? I'm going to play, and I'll show you how we're teaching this one, okay? I'm going to play push off with my inside foot, okay? We're, put, we're picking up and we're putting it down, right, with the inside foot or the guard foot, right? Here's a situation where this kid, he picks up his right or his inside foot, and he's going to gain ground with his tackle foot. That's the power step, right? And so what it does for us and why we, we, we kind of transformed, this was 17, 18. This, this was after we kind of played with it. The reason we're doing this now, okay, is we were able to get one, two hands on the guard, right? Uh, on the guard, on the tackle. On the tackle, right, right. All right, now, now this kid over here, okay, he got down blocked by the by the tackle. Okay, so notice what he does. He powers he power steps with his inside foot. So both these kids say, well, Coach, which way do you want? What do you that's the deal? We teach it both ways. Okay. We are able to teach it both ways by saying we're going to do the power step with tackle foot, or also do the power step with the guard foot. Right? Either way, that kid's going to end up in the B gap. But here was the here was the the Concern. Okay. You'll notice that this kid right here knows what foot he steps with. He steps with the inside foot, the guard foot. Notice what do you see? Yeah, he's got his arms, he's got his inside arm out, you know, like he's like he's got his feelers out. Um he, he's got a power he got a power hand on the tackle, but his yeah. other hand, his guard hand, is on air. He has right. no power with that. Right? Yeah. Okay. Where the other one, and you'll notice that he kind of, oh, and the reason he's playing Division One football, he, he power steps with his tackle foot, right? He picks up his inside foot, puts it down, and he power steps to get one, two, breastplate, shoulder pad with his, with his hands. Now, this right. kid, the ball get off, and he's not doing it how you want, but, again, I'm not going to get mad at him for this, right? Yeah, no doubt. Now, now I'm going to show you where you can read one side and you can pinch the other. Okay, off a of game plan, right? So you've taught pinch, and then you've taught read. 
Okay, where you're not slanting, you're not stunting, you're just seeing the B gap between the guard and tackle, right? Yep. So here's a situation where we were going to slant, or slant, we're going to pinch away from the back. So four eye was going to become a three technique away from the back, and four eye to the back who's going to play read, right? So this kid going to play pinch. This kid who, to the back is going to play read. He's just going to play four eye regular technique, right? Yep. Why would you do that? The reason we're doing that, again, away from the back, we wanted that kid to be solidified in the B and make the ball go where on inside zone? Yeah, make it bounce. Make it bounce. Okay. Now, this kid, if you'll notice, the score is 56 to nothing. So this is our, this is our sophomores. Okay. Um, kid gets a little bit heavy in the guard, obviously. Okay, but he gets back out because he knows he's too heavy. You'll notice he becomes the three technique again, right? Yep. Again, this is a young puppy. I'm not saying he doesn't know any better, but you're able to teach your sophomore seniors and seniors the same thing. He gets too heavy, but he overcompensates for it and knows he's too heavy, right? So what's happening? That back is saying, oh, no, I've got a three technique now in my face. Yep. And then what happens before I was playing down the line to play the B gap to the zone? And now, if you'll notice the kid... You notice this kid right here who's playing the, the four-eye technique, the regular read, what foot's he step with? He steps with the inside foot. Well, what's that do to his opposite hand? Yeah, he's got it. It's on air. He's got no power. It's on air. He's got that feeler on the guard, right? Right. So he's only got – so that tackle, their offense style has two hands blocking. We've got one on the shoulder pad. Yep. Right? And, again, is he doing the job of getting the big out? Yes, no question about it. He is in the B gap. Let's not get it wrong here. Is he doing what we want him to do from a schematic standpoint? Yes. Okay. But when you start playing, when you start stepping with the in, you know, the guard, the inside foot, okay, it's hard, and I'll show you that we we had kids able to do this. It's hard to get that other hand, that inside hand, back to the shoulder pad of the tackle, right? Right. Okay, now. There's another one I'll show you. Go to the end, I'll copy. All right, now. This kid right here. Again, he's playing a four-eye regular read technique. Okay, notice again what foot he steps with. Okay, he steps with his inside foot. Well, what happens to him, unfortunately, and this, this is a playoffs. This team's pretty good. They're coached well. Um, so this tie is going to wash it because what happens? He gets turned. And his shoulders are turned, right? Yep. Is he in the B gap? Yes. No question about it. Is it down blocked by a tackle? Yes. Is the ball spilling outside? Yes. Schematically, that's what we want. But if you're doing clean tape and fundamental tape, right? Not wonderful. Like coaching, why why are we doing this podcast? But I want you to learn, I want you guys to learn the lessons that we have. Okay. I think that's a side note. I think part of your podcast and clinics that you do, guys, I think you gotta take the good and the bad and the bad and the good. So, yeah, no doubt. I mean, we're not we're not just seeing polished uh, clinic tape. We're seeing, uh, you know, obviously stuff that 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 you you know once you watch film, you pick up and say, okay, we got to clean that up, and and this is one of them. Um, and so you, you again, he's in the B gap. Yeah, yeah. his yeah. job. But notice he got no power. Right, that kid's blocking in the back. Right, right. Because again, what happened? We're in a four point stance. Yeah, he plays the B gap. But that second step, second step is crossover. He's got no power. Yeah. 
Well, and, and like it, it, you know, I, ideally, if he builds a fence there, then it helps your, you know, you got your, 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 your fit by your inside backer. He's where he's supposed to be. But it, it, the, the outside backer, who I'm assuming is that your star up there up top, I mean, he's got yeah. a long way to go to help fit. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to if that tackle builds a, a fence. He didn't have to come so far down in, if if that if that makes sense. You know? Yes, and see, like this is first and ten. You know, I mean, we get a stop for minus one on you know dart. Yeah, yeah. Hard, uh, here we go again, coaches. We're being picky about the fundamentals, right? Right, right. But schematic, you know, if you're just talking schematic standpoint in a clinic, this is exactly how you draw it up, right? If you're getting down the dirt, you know, the dirty, you know, the down and dirty stuff, the fundamentals, right? Not really great by the by the, the four eye right here, right? Right. Okay, so yeah, I showed you this one earlier. Okay, here I want the reason I shut there. The reason this is on here again. Okay, talking about zero play. So here's a situation where we play what we call lag. Lag is a fancy term that I've learned, that I've stolen, that I've taken, and it means that we're going to one two the center. Okay, we're going to step right left or left right. I don't care. We're going to engage the center. I'm going to feel double. When the double comes to me from the guard, I'm going to again. And Gay Center and stay on. He is not allowed to leave. He is not allowed to find the second level. I'm going to put my butt or my hip into the double of the guard. Yeah. Okay, so again, watch the nose right here, right? So this is a term we call lag. Yeah, great job by that guy. Feeling the pressure and fighting pressure with pressure. I mean, it's really, really good by him. He and he, guys, he's, he's 5'10, goes 260. Yeah, and and just one of those. I mean, that's that's him. that's a good picture right there. I mean, that's it. That's what you want, right? Yeah. And our mic, our our mic, we're kind of three stacking this this night and two back. You know, you're thinking, dang, that's a great angle. And their old line, their offensive coordinator went, hey, we can block that back. And on paper on Sunday, I'm with you. But here's one of those deals on Friday that that's not how it's supposed to work out for the offense. Watch them. They can't get a, they can't get the double back to the back back door fifty because of how we're playing lag. Yep. Okay. All right. Now here's another situation. All right. So here's one where they're running you know dart like I talked about the tackle wrap right. And here's where our four eye actually spills the tackle. Okay. So again, here's this kid. Same thing that again, we're learning from the bad, so I can show you in about five minutes to good, right? Four eye, uh, four eye and four point stance. He uses his front foot or his guard foot to step, and that crosses over his second step, right? Yep. And where's his hand? Where's his arm? His yeah. opposite arm. Yep. Flapping on the wind. Nothing. Yeah. But what does he do? Again, from a schematic standpoint, yeah. he, sur he surfs and spills. He surfs it and spills the pool. So again, from the schematic standpoint, it's it's wonderful. Yep. Okay. Same idea. And I know lots of guys teach it this way. I'm trying to tell you the ways of, of oh, it's good. You're in the B gap, but here's what you better get ready for. So as we're watching this four eye right here, okay, notice what we're doing again. Four point stance. What do you do? He's square. He's square. But where's that opposite hand? That guard hand. Yeah. Yeah, no power. I know. Some of you guys who are listening to this and watching this, you're going to be saying, Coach, he's in the B gap. Get over it, dude. He, he, he got, you know, he's doing what you want him to do. I agree. Okay. 
But I'm going to show you later how we started coaching up later in the year and how it became a lot better for us. Well, and, and, and kind of like what you saw in that clip before, because now you start getting stuff where they can seal that guy off and, and you know, maybe – you know, kick out with this H back over here, and just they're they're gonna be able to do some stuff with that, and just just put you know left tackles is gonna put his hand on that on that on that four eye and just run him down in there. Right. You know, if that stuff starts happening consistently. Yep. Um, okay, here's a good look at it. All right, so this kid also, you know, they're running jet or you know stretch outside zone type stuff, right? Okay, this kid does a really really good job. This is what we call a steer drill. Okay, he's yeah. going to steer the tackle. Okay, watch what he gets right here. He's going to get outside zone to him. Now watch him steering. Okay, notice he was trying to put his butt right. Trying to so now the guard's at me. We've been watching a whole lot of guard down, right? We've been watching guard down, guard down, guard away, guard pull. Now we're going to watch guard at. Me. Okay, so now what we're going to do is we're going to read into the guard. Now, that guard's off the second level, but if you'll notice 20 right here, he's trying to stick his hip in there. Well, he now what? The guard's off. Now what's it become? Yeah. Steer drill. Yeah. Now, we're not asking the four-eye to make a play on jet or, you know, stretch, okay? Here's how you make a play on stretch or jet, by doing this with your nickel and your corner. This is how you make the point of stretching jet. Yeah, be physical. Yeah, all right, here we go again. Now we're getting double. This is a championship game against uh, Tulsa Union 2016. All right, so I've showed you the down, right? I'm going to get back to down of how we now went one, two on the tackle. Here's where I'm getting double. Okay, so don't forget what we talked about. Now I'm getting double by the guard tackle, double combo, right? Yep. Now. I'm going to turn my hip, turn my butt into the double. I'm going to grab the tackle, right? So, again, it's not down by the guard. It's not pull. It's double. It's combo. And now I'm going to grab and pull and take two for one. This right here is exactly what we want because you'll notice, obviously, they're trying to combo the backdoor linebacker, and you'll see if they can't get to him. This is Tulsa Union. So this, if they can't get to him, then we must be a pretty, doing a pretty good job. I thought to that guy who was going to OSU would make a difference. <laughs> okay, but here we are. You notice the kid, he got double down tackle. That's him right there. You'll see another clip here in a little bit. He fights through the double. Yeah. Here we go again. Now we're guard down again, right? Going guard down. So this kid, I'm going to show you this, and then I think the next clip is where we start, where we start figuring it out. What's, what foot he step with? Yep. Okay, he steps with his inside guard foot, right? But look where his hands are. Both hands are where? Yeah, they're on the tackle. Both hands are on tackle. I don't have that flipper, that guard. It's on air feeling it, right? Okay. So now, what we started figuring out was instead of 45 directional step, right? Okay. We were going to be straight up the field with that inside guard foot. Does that make sense? Yeah, yep. Because what was happening by the anatomy, and I'm not a science teacher by any means, but by the anatomy of your body, for whatever reason, that 45 step versus straight up the field step with your inside foot makes all the difference. And I learned that from a, from a guy who I'm not divulge his identity, but what we started doing is we started that foot, started going, it was almost like a six-inch power step, go straight up, go straight down. 
And now we went one, two, you see 99, both hands to guard, uh, tackle, excuse me. Makes play for, you know, six inch game, right? Okay, same deal. But now we're gonna watch, uh, which kid is it right here that we're watching? Yeah, okay. So now we're gonna watch this kid right here first. Look where both hands are. Yeah, and this was, I think this was the team you said that, that they still, that thought they could scoop you with the tackle, is that right? Yes. So they kept, they still kept trying to pull the guards? Yeah. Yes. This was a team that we had, this was late in the year, we had like eight ball games that broke down on them. And they did not once pull the tackle. Not once. And so, so what we're doing here, notice again, we're playing four-point stance, okay? This kid right here, again, notice, notice, I'll slow it down for you, notice which foot goes first. That inside foot, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Okay. But who's his hand on? Yeah, they're on the tackle. Right? Okay. Now, here's what else we started doing. We started heavying up the forearm. All yeah. right. We started heavying up the forearm just a little bit. Okay. Because when I talked about we were pad to pad, right? Now we went almost helmet to pad. So our kids played forearm practice all week long, all year long. They were getting better. Now we started, and the better you get, the wider or the more to the athlete. Right, exactly. Right? And so by geometry or math or science or whatever word you want to use, okay, it just kind of synced up. So again, I showed you clips. This is the same kid, 41, that you've been watching for five minutes. Same kid who's been doing this. Again, not incorrect. He's been in the big gap. Coach, I'm in the big gap. Yes, you are. Very great job. And then you coach him up on Saturday film work, right? Right. But right there is exactly what you want. Okay, now the back door for I, again, the guard was pulling. That B gap got expanded. What'd he do? He stepped six inch power step. I'm sorry. He yeah, he drives. Yeah. Go ahead, Ty. I should say, yeah, he, he, he drives off his inside foot and steps with his tackle foot. Yeah, he drives off the inside foot. His power foot, power foot, not power step, knows what I said here. His power foot is the inside, his power step. Is the tackle foot, right. his outside foot, and what's that do for him? Yeah, he's got both hands on tackle right now. I mean, in the you freeze the film. He's got the tackle on his toes. So I'm showing that you can teach it both ways. Okay, here's when you know you're doing it right as well. Notice this kid. We're going to watch this one right here. All right, they try to run out, you know, stretch. I mean, it's not zone. It's like Stretch and everybody run the sideline, right? Notice what our four eye did. Got the guard down, and he's got both hands on who? Tackle. The tackle, and he and we gain the game all the way across to the opposite guard. Would you want him at some point, kind of ripping off right there, maybe, or? Yes, and that's where that yeah, man. and there comes a point in time, you know, this the clock in your head's like, okay, it's time to rip off. Yeah. You know. Um, no, we don't obviously we don't want him riding him all the way to the stands. It's just yeah. there comes a point where it's like, okay, it's time to rip off of it. Right. 
right there. Rip off. Rip, rip off. Yeah, exactly. Boom. Now get off of him. Okay, we talked about. Um, here's another thing. Okay, to go with the tighter copy. All right. So again, watching the same kid. Same kid. The guard's going to be down, and and now they're trying to cut it because what they've been trying to do, they've been trying to scoop it, scoop it, scoop it. Now they're cutting it, right? Taking helmets to the knee. He's got both hands on who? Yeah, he's got both hands on the tackle. Both hands on tackle. So whether he's trying to scoop you or cut you, it plays the what? The yeah. exact same. T- tell me, talk about what you said when we when we talked previously, just about you know, how you guys you know play with when, when you're getting cut a lot and and your alignment and and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was that was a good point. Um, how you you know you're cheating your guys up and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So we're trying to crowd the ball. Like even those right here. I won't. I mean, that's the deal. I tell them. I tell them those. And hey, we we've got it. And uh, I went offside or whatever penalty you want to call. It, you know, because he's been on the nose. Yeah. Like he's been on. He's been on the ball. Yeah. I'm like, perfect. Back up for three plays and then get back on top of it. Yeah. And so we want to crowd the ball as much as possible for us. Right okay, now, we talked about their comes up time and and that's where you guys see him. You know, on sideline or in the box or whatever that. There's time to, to put him in a three technique. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, yeah. if you're gonna run outside zone, how are you gonna how are you gonna you gonna scoop that three? You gonna you gonna cut that three? You better be really good at doing that. Right. So like speaking of playing a three, okay, if you'll notice this tackle, they're running again outside zone. This tackle doesn't even care about the four eye. They're going to the mic. Okay, notice how we're doing this. So again, the B gap expands, but notice how that kid becomes a what? Yeah, he becomes a five. I mean, I'm sorry, three. He becomes a three. Yeah, he becomes the, the, the what we call the high wall player. Yeah. Right? Right. Again, he, he makes it. One hand on, and he's off. Yeah. He, he makes it cut back into your, into your uh, mic that, who, who makes the play here. Good fit by that kid because he's out tracking that inside hip. Yeah, it's really. The, the, this was, again, 16 year. Yeah. Um. Okay. Same opponent who Ty, you and I talked about. They love pulling the guard, not the tackle. Okay. So, uh, all right. Notice here we're talking about. See this kid right here. See how the, these two are in line, but what's the difference here? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's definitely crowding the ball. Like I, I want that official on our side. I'm like, coach. Might want to back him up. I want to hear that. Like, oh yes, sir. Absolutely. I'll tell him to back up. I'm not going to say a word to that kid. Yeah, if we get a and that's the deal, you know. And sometimes you're like, coach, you like playing first and five. <laughs> okay, it happens, you know. Right. I want ball get off. I want a I want initial reaction now. Okay. Um. So here we go from this standpoint. All right, so and, 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 that, and that kid gets off the ball. I mean, that's that's the uh, the definition of it right there. So here we go. They pull the guard. All right. Notice what foot he steps with. Not, not. See, the way we define it is you got a power step, right? Okay, and then you got like a step step. Yeah. Right. So if you'll notice, this kid picks up his inside foot, but puts it where? Puts it right back down. Right back down. Yeah. But what's his power move? What's his power step? It's actually right here. The tackle. The tackle step. Does that make sense? Yep. And what's it do for him from the end zone copy? Yeah. He. I mean, he's. Destroys the tackle and gets upfield and makes play. 
Now, here's what else I'm, I'm going to tell you. Sometimes your kids will resort back to what they're comfortable with. Okay? If you want to play the tight, you want to play the four eyes, I'm telling you that you get you got off of a playing pinch by playing different steps with the tight or the four eyes, right? I'm not going to get too worked up about their steps or whatever as long as they're playing the B gap. Yeah. Right? Like here, you'll notice this kid, look what he resorts to. He steps with what foot? And I mean, yeah. power steps with what foot? Yeah, inside foot. Inside foot, he's pushing off his tackle foot, right? Yep. Well, what's that do to his hand, to his arm? Right. His, his arm is out there in space to the guard, right? That's right. And you notice the difference between the four eyes. Okay, now here was two. <laughs> this is a game plan deal, right? So we're playing, you know, kind of a shade. So we're playing four eye shade five and two back right here, all right? So what we're doing for the end zone copy is watching this kid right there. Okay, now he got down block, right? Yep. He gets down block from the guard. And you'll notice that he kind of flippers that, that arm, right? Yep. But again, don't get mad at the kid when he does this. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think the whole theme here is like you have a base, you, you have some ways to teach it, and then you don't overcoach, you know, yes. uh, because you don't want those kids playing like robots. And, and I mean, th- there, there's some personality that, that's within the framework of what you're coaching, what you're teaching that they're allowed to have. Right. That's right. Yeah, okay, here's a really good one. I want to show you this one. So, again, state championship game, they figured out what they're comfortable with, right? Watch, watch the four eye right here. What's he do? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's pushing off his inside foot, thick on the tackle. And notice both hands are where? Yeah, both hands are on the inside, inside shoulder of that tackle. And we got the ball where we wanted it. Yeah. Sometimes that guy's really, really good. All right, so anyway, there's, you know, and we talked about playing the cut block too, right? Yeah. So here's a situation where we're playing the cut block with the, the guy to the sniffer up there, this 4i. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. I mean, you know, I've done it both ways where you back them up off the ball and 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 to, to kind of make them, you know, shoot their wad a little bit. Uh, but, but, yeah, I do. I, 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 Going back and forth, but I like watching that and just seeing it. Uh, it's like we had a coach on a couple weeks ago who said, I'd rather that cut happen in their, at their uh, thigh pad rather than their knee pad. So. Yep. Um, oh, here's one. Okay. I know some of you, some, of you guys will, some of you guys will be thinking this is crazy. No, it's one in three, one box. One in four eyes, zero. I, I say that. This was the night I told you, Ty, that, that those guys. Right. They're running. pulling the. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to scoop here. We here we are playing three techniques. Yeah. We're playing three techniques, and the wheel, that wheel is a zero backwards. We're playing three zero three with a zero backward to trips. It's trips plus. The backs to the, to the trips, right? Yeah. Why do we play three oh three? Here's why. They kept insisting on pulling the guard. So now as a three technique, who is forty three engaging? Yeah, he's engaging the guard. Obviously, they're running, you know, RPO, trying to throw off our mic here. Okay, so um, 
Like there's Reed right there. Last one on Reed and, and I'll go to lag. So there's Reed right there with that kid. Notice notice hands are where. Yep. Both on the tackle. Yep. All right, lag. Lag. Hope you guys aren't getting bored. All right, what's lag? How do we classify lag? Let me back up. Lag is a fancy term. Again, if the guard comes to us, guard top comes to us, what we call lag, we're going to play into the double. Let me show you how we play into the double. All right. So again, I got double. I got combo. Guard tackle to me. All right. I'm going to grab the tackle and then I'm going to play into the, to the guard. So I'm going to throw my hip, my butt into the, into the crotch, really, of the guard. All right. And I'll show you how. This is done. So we're watching this kid right here. Notice this team is team camp in Oklahoma uh, a year or two ago. Okay, that's how you play lag. He got double to him. Notice that he's going to his left foot, or sorry, his tackle foot in this situation is the one that, that's the power step, right? Yep. There's how you play lag. That level is too high, but he's got two for one. I, I was writing it down, and, and so I'll make sure I have it written down right. You said he's 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 grabbing the tackle, and and it, he's he's turning his hips into the guard. Correct. Now the 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 way that that you were teaching it is there another way that you teach it where he throws throws his hips into the tackle? I'm trying to remember since we've talked a few times. Right here, it's right here. Okay, it's right here. There's two ways you can teach it. Okay. Get it? Number one, that was team camp, so that was our base way of doing it. Yeah, right? yeah, okay. Right. Here was a situation where this team was very, very, very heavy on the doubles. They wanted the second level to come to them, right? Yeah. So they were inside zone, inside zone, inside zone, more inside zone, okay? And this team, they were going to let the doubles come off to them. They they were not worrying about, I'm going to chip, go to the second level. Yeah. Right. So they were going to, you know, combo, 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 combo. Here comes the second level, and now I can be off, right? Yeah. Well, through film study, we didn't want the guard, we didn't want the guard to be off in a fast kind of way, right? Yeah. So now we taught it this week, right? I showed you the base way we taught it. This week we want to turn into the guard. Eh, well, yeah. Grab the guard and turn into the tackle, right? Put my butt into the tackle because we didn't want the guard to go to the second level. Yeah. I got like you. That, yeah. Right there. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I like that, and that's why I was, I was like, man, I know we talked about that. Uh, I just couldn't remember uh, when we did. So yeah, okay. So now the way you got to teach this though, this week we said we're going to step with the guard foot, the guard yeah, foot, the guard right, foot, the guard right. foot. Period. In discussion, and that's where we were like, well, we've been so pissed off because the the guard's been down, and what's happened? That yeah. flipper arm has no got no power. Right? right. Well, this week, let's, let's, just, let's live with it. Right? Yeah. And so we told both four eyes, you step with the guard, you step with the guard. Like, you'll notice this kid, hold on, go into a copy. This kid knows what foot he steps with. Yeah. He steps with the guard foot. Yeah. What's the issue? What's, what's that opposite arm doing? Yeah. It's got no power. The opposite arm is to the guard. Yeah. Right? Okay. So. Again, the way we taught it this week is everybody stepping to the guard, period. And you're going to turn, you know, grab the guard and turn into uh, uh, a tackle. Turn into the tackle. Turn into the tackle. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's our base way of doing it. Okay. 
this kid right here. Here's how you climb through a double. Now, his pad level is way too high. This team knows how fast they are. They're like, chip, I'm going in the second level. Okay, this team's different, right? They weren't heavy on the double. Look how fast the guard's going in the second level. Yeah. See what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay, which does, obviously, duh, does allow for the type of the climb through, our tap, our four I, our DM. See it? Yep. Oh, so I mean, if, if, you're, if you're a defensive lineman, you love that. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to deal with the double very long. They're trying to figure out how they were going to block zone because technically we've got three for there too. Yeah. Right? And so, again, I talked to you about this. It screws up how they want to do it, how they want to run inside zone because this guard again went one, two, boom, second level. The other team, they were like, what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, now I'll come offline. Right. I think how you teach the four eye from that from a game plan standpoint is different too. Yep. Okay. Here, watch this kid. Again, same deal. He's going to climb through the four through the guard tackle. Yeah, that's a good job right there. See, like again, this guard right here, three steps, and he's off to the second level, right? One, two, three, off. But he gets. But I mean th that. Your, your four eye does a good job of swinging his hips in there, so he can't just come off clean, and he gets hung up in the trash there. Correct. So, again, you, you know, you got the ball where you wanted it. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so the end zone copy. And here's what happens to you guys. Here's where you know you're doing it right. I'm not going to try to joke you on this. This is the same team I told you that we wanted to turn to the guard, right? Right. Well, here's what happens when you know you're starting to teach it right. When they resort back to day one. Okay, because if you'll notice, like, well, Coach, didn't you say you want to turn to the guard against this night? We did. But here's where you know your kids have started to figure it out when they go back to how you taught them all spring and summer. Yeah, this is the team you want him to turn against the tackle and he turns into the guard. Is that is that right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he so does he, it. Yeah, he does it your base way. And, and that's the deal. How can I be mad at him? Number one, he's in the beat gap. Number two, he's going back to how we taught it from day one. Yeah. Right? And so we're going to say to him on Saturday, you know, hey, it's a horrible job. No, he's going to say, hey, do you remember how we taught it? Oh, yeah, coach, I got it. But that's where you know deep down in your gut your kid knows how to do it. Yeah. Okay, so from the end zone copy, you watch the other four eye right here. Okay, again, notice he picks up the inside foot, puts it down, and steps, power steps with what foot? Yeah, power steps with his inside foot. Well, the inside foot, he picks it up. Puts I mean, it I'm down. yeah, I'm sorry. That's yeah, yeah. Picks it up, puts it down, and yeah, he's stepping with his with his outside foot. Yeah. And what? And his hands are where? Hands are on the tackle. Mm. Yeah. Here you go. I think this is the last clip. 
So if you watch this kid, same deal. State championship game, we're playing 4i. Okay, watch him climb to the double. Yeah, that's a good job. And I think, uh, you know, obviously when you're coaching defeating double teams, the thing you always say is you can't beat two men, you know. You got You just got to focus on your your, your post key and, and and all that kind of thing, and I, and that's exactly what these guys are doing, and that's why they're able to be successful. Is they got hands on whether you're coaching them on guard or tackle, or whatever it is that week, they have their hands on that guy, and they're turning their hips into their pressure key. Correct. So you know that's that's again kind of kind of my thought. Oh, here I want to show you this one. Okay, sorry, I thought it was the last one. No, you're good. So here's where it's trips nub right. Trips, you know. Three by one, but the one's enough. Okay. So, yeah, we're using the corner and fit, the corner C gap player. Okay. But here's what happens on a good fashion lag. So, you're watching this kid right here. That's really, really good. So, I'm getting stretched in the outside zone. I want to stay there. See, they, it's a hold. You'll see the flag come out. They're holding that kid. They're trying to scoop him with the guard, you know, over zone with the guard. Well, there's the corner making the play. They're trying. They're taking two for our one. Yeah, and right there, um, pretty good job by the corner coming in there and yeah, putting his teeth in there. You'll see the flag come out. Right there's the flag. Yeah. So, um, you know, why do I love Oki? Here's the last part. You know, we talked about it. Okay. Uh, personnel. You know, for us, we want speed on the field. We want outside linebackers. Do we get the four down front, four man personnel? Absolutely, we do. Okay. We don't ask an inside linebacker to cover down number two. We do in a four down, but it's not like an every down where we live in it. Dying, okay. Um, you know, can't turn where the bubble is. It's not a shade three side, right? Um, make the OC prepare for you multiple looks out of three by one stuff. So, you know, there's lots of things, guys. You know, you guys are on the podcast or listen to the audio or whatever. Um, there's my contact at Coach Gower. Um, again, I'm the coordinator at Prince of Texas. We're a 5A school. Um, if you're familiar with DFW Metroplex, we're five minutes outside of McKinney, east of McKinney. Uh, good place. We're growing. Um, you know, so I've been blessed to coach kid, you know, being on this and, and talking to Ty. And again, I, I hope you got something out of this. I'll stop sharing. I hope you got something out of this. Um, you know, I, I've, I've not played D-line. I'm not coached D-line, but I've been around some good, you know, Tyler K. been around him as a D-line, as a D-line coach. Listen, you know, uh, listen to different people and talking with different people and, and them teaching me and coaching me how to play D-line. Yeah, yeah. So, well, um, well, well here's the deal, though. If, if, if all of us D-line guys, you know, um, we're the same way when we start talking about secondary play. You know, I've never played a down at secondary, never coached it, but same thing. Fortunately, been around some great guys and, and been paired up with some coordinators who are secondary guys and and I've uh, been around some other great secondary coaches that to kind of help fill in the gaps and that I've learned from. So it's that's what you do. If that's not your background, you go and learn from those guys that that you're fortunate to be with. And and obviously, you know, you've been with some. With I was going to ask you this at the beginning though, but uh, what was were, were Gaylor and Cade and there were some other guys, but like you had like a, a that's a star-studded so defensive staff. Thirteen and thirteen, we were pretty good, you know. But so was Union and Jinx. I yeah, mean, yeah. It, it just—it was one of those years where we were all three good, and it just anyway. Steve Spouse head coach. Yeah. Gay was our, our DC. Jay Wilson was our OC. Uh, Steve Dunn coached corners and our special teams coordinator. I coached safeties, 
and Tyler Cage, our D-line coach. Yeah, that's a pretty legit coaching it, staff right it, there. It was a legit coaching staff, and every day was a clinic. Every day was a chalk war. Every day, yeah. you know, and getting you know getting film from this guy or clinic tape from that guy or going to meet with this guy. Yeah, we we were pretty good, but you know, so was Jinx. Yeah, so yeah, was Union, yeah. You know, and, and and that's still you know in six A Oklahoma, it's those four who rule the who rule not just the East Side but the state. Yeah, no you doubt. Know, I was fortunate enough to be there, and like I said, learn from great guys, uh, meet great guys, connect with great guys. Uh, and, and that's another thing. I don't want you to think that that some of you may be walking away from here saying, okay, tell me your base way to teach a 4 eye. That's the thing. We do have a base way that's like you give your kid options, just like playing corner. Is he a pedal guy? Is he a slide shuffle guy? Right? Yeah. yeah. And so um, – I don't want anybody, you, you hardcore D-line coaches around here calling me saying that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But I also think you've got to give them a few options. I'm about four I yeah. of, of, of hand placement and, and stuff that we've learned from. You know, again, I, I don't right. get big on the clinic guys. That every film is polished. Yeah. Right? I, I, I walked in a couple of years ago, walked into a guy talking about inside zone. Okay? He talked inside zone for 50 minutes and he, and he you know, was handed off to the guy going to Alabama. It's like, yeah, sounds pretty good. Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, I don't like showing every polished clip. And, and guys, I just, my advice, my coach's kid advice, don't show polished clip. Show, show the problem, why it's a problem, how you fixed it, and how you apply it. Yeah. And that's what I think we did a really, really good job of um, at North and, and, and even, you know, what we're doing here. Right. So. Well, Ty, yeah. we have um, we have talked past almost past the the life of my laptop here, so um, <laughs> we better uh, we better wrap this thing up so I can get it saved and and it's not lost forever. But thank you so much for for talking with me, and uh, I know the guys that that checked out uh, that that checked this out are going to be uh, you know glad they did and, and and got a lot from it. I know I did, so thank you so much for joining us. And that's a wrap for us today on this episode of KYPD. Be sure to join us next week for a huge episode with a guest that I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about. All right, here, just, just a little bit of a tease here, okay? Get this. Next week, our guest, 10-year NFL veteran, two-time world champion, three-time conference coach of the year, and a published author. And we're going to be discussing the state of our country and, and the racial injustices that the events of the past few weeks have highlighted and, and what the role of a coach should be in, in light of all that. So, it's going to be a really impactful and important episode that I'm excited for you to hear. So if you haven't already done so, make sure you subscribe now so you never miss an episode of our podcast here. And you'll definitely want to be back to check out episode number 64 next week. Until then, hey, be characterized by love for all of those around you. And if you do get to be back with your players this week, enjoy it, have fun, and make sure you tell those boys, Coach Taylor said, Keep your pads down.